Hello deities and welcome. This is the voice of Goddess Latoya and you are listening to Goddess Botanica, the podcast series. I know you enjoyed last week. <laughs> I don't I don't even have to ask if you did because we had not one but two episodes. Two special episodes over the past weekend. And we even had our World Mental Health Day episode as well. So I would say the mid-season break of this podcast was quite worth it. Don't you agree? And so I would like to continue with guests, but probably once a month. Because we know people have stuff to do. It's a pandemic. And I don't want to spoil you all and and, and change the narrative of the show where it's about guests. Guests will be a treat. All right. (laughs) So consider it. Consider it. You know, you're eating your food and everything and, you know, you're strengthening your bones. And then now and again, you can have a little dessert. And that's what my guests segment will be based on. You know, it's a treat for you. And I thank you for sticking on this journey with me. I believe that this will be considered episode 8, even though it's really 9, because episode 7 was broken broken into two separate episodes, right? But I will still treat it as one. So let's say this is episode 8 of Goddess Botanica. And I really do thank you for being on this journey with me. If I said it before, I don't think I could say it enough because time is of the essence. Time is important. We don't have a lot of time. So the fact that you are taking your time to listen to my views and to peep into my shadow work book, I am very, very happy. And I will forever be appreciative of you, the listeners, because Goddess Botanica is nothing without you. So last week we spoke about red flags and that's what I will do. Whenever there's a trending topic, I'll just have my guest speaker come apart from, well, it doesn't have to be the same guest speaker, even though we really enjoyed last week's guest speaker, Mr. Ahmed Nichols of the Med Show podcast. Um, But I have been blessed, truly to have met amazing people with amazing minds who are also doing their shadow work. And I am not selfish. You see, the thing about it is these people helped me on my journey as well. So it's not just a filler for a segment. It's really people who have impacted my life bigly on my journey to who I am today. And so if they are a help to me, I know they will be a help to you. So that's why they'll be coming on. And we have so many people in store, people you wouldn't even believe. Okay. But as time go on and we are able to give that official promo, you will hear who they are. But yes, um, I know I talk a lot and I talk in circles and I usually, as you know, use the first five minutes to recap what happened last week. And like I said, we spoke about the trending topic that was red flags. 
it went by so quickly i didn't even realize people stopped making <laughs> red flags posts anymore but that's the attention span of humans generally but especially on a social media platform like facebook you know it's the hot topic today and then there's another hot topic tomorrow and we just forget about it but it was vital it was vital because i think part of shadow work is recognizing red flags okay a lot of us walking blindly into situations and it's good to have a, a cheat code you know it's good to have <laughs> the least amount of trauma to unpack on the couch with a therapist <laughs> okay or to have to pray away or to develop coping mechanisms to to get through it you know the the least amount of times we have to go through that the better so again this is what goddess botanica is all about it's a peep into my shadow work and it's also going to give you cheat codes to life and to healing i think this is the time and and if i did not express it enough but I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a professional. I think I'll give that disclaimer. I mean, it's it's eight episodes now, the big eight. <laughs> so um, maybe it's too late for, you know, pushing that point to the forefront, even though it's it's obvious to me. It may not be obvious to some of you, but I am not a professional therapist or life coach or anything. I'm simply a person that is using her experiences to help you navigate through your shadow work, okay? And so with my guests, Mr. Ahmed Nichols, the main host of Med Talk or the Med Show, hashtag Med Talk, um, and you can check him out on his social media, Ahmed Nichols, A-H-M-E-D-N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S. Yes, that's his name on all his platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which is his main, main focus right now. All right. Um, I think he's on TikTok, if I didn't mention it. Yeah. So you can give him a follow and get into his programs or program rather singular yeah <laughs> get into his program he has a lot of thoughts and while it may not be based on a shadow work or um life or life help yeah self-help rather while it may not be from a self-help perspective he is going to speak about current affairs anything about politics anything just anything that he thinks to speak about he'll speak about it's it's structured but it's a little um loose in that way where i will be focusing on more self-help and growth and we use current topics to get through self-help as well you know so it's two completely different styles of podcasting but it is enjoyable nonetheless i told you all i heard of course i i had my my wifey privilege <laughs> and i was able to hear his very first episode um i'm not gonna tell you what it is about but it was really worth listening to because there was a lot of information there and his style, his his dry humor that he's not aware of, you're going to get that. So get into it. That's the Med Show podcast series. Hashtag the Med Talk. All right. So when we spoke about red flags, we spoke about from a friendship perspective, relationship perspective, and even a job perspective. We didn't have enough time to touch on family. 
but um i would say just to kind of close off the topic because i'm way over time here at this point at the eight minute mark um the same thing applies with you know friendships um when it comes to familial relationships right because really these people are your blood yes and by force because they are your blood they became your friends right the default is that they were your friends they were people you were familiar with that's what family is but oftentimes we keep that at the back of our heads to give them a pass so the the scale or the expectations we have of our friends we may be a little you know more um, dismissive or quick to abandon them um but the standards sorry that we we hold to our family or the expectations of our family even if they aren't met we don't hold them to the same standard we always give them grace because that's flesh and blood but sweetheart i'm here to tell you that family it really doesn't matter at the end of the day when it comes to people being toxic family is important but in order to be family it takes more than just having the same blood okay and i always tell people and maybe this will tie into this week's episode so beautifully so you know maybe i'm not <laughs> maybe i'm not straying or, or sticking on this point too long anyway because it ties but yeah oftentimes we 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 give family a lot of grace but my family has always been people mostly who weren't of my blood because those who were of my blood weren't the ones that really showed me the positive side of life or really enhanced me as a person and I made the decision to separate myself and a lot of times people think separating yourself means that you're bitter and that you hold people in mind let me tell you something I sleep comfortably for the most part okay <laughs> i sleep comfortably it's only when i'm in a space that is not of comfort to me that i i don't sleep well you know my spirit can settle but i'm not having sleepless nights because of people i'm having sleepless nights because maybe i couldn't change the situation and so i'm saying that because you know a lot of times people in my space would wrongfully think that i'm holding people in mind and it has me bitter and this no it's quite the opposite if i play pretend with people in my life that's when i am bitter because i know that's not how i truly feel and i can't fake you know and a lot of the times what people think is family isn't family sweeping things under the rug isn't family what is family is confronting situations and helping each other to elevate and if that isn't happening then i i i don't i don't need the smiling pictures and stuff so i'm very good at being a hermit like that where i'm able to eliminate my problems and one of the things my friend told me this week and i'm thinking of her because she is um, my main body modification artist of octavo body modification that's miss leslie red bean shout out to red bean and it is episode eight and she has this whole thing with eight so she told me you know yes you could play as harsh boundaries but you don't always have to cut off people but you could still have boundaries and my rebuttal to that is while that is true it depends on what people do and so for me 
I exhaust possibilities, meaning that if I love you, and it's not even just in a romantic space, it's friendships, it's in all spaces, I will grant grace and I will allow you a chance. But at some point, you have to realize that experience is on your side. And this is what this episode is about. Your experience, your trauma. I know that in the wave of pseudo-positivity, they say, you know, your trauma makes you stronger. And we acknowledge those things. It, it can, but it isn't enough to say that you deserve those things. And so we, we kind of aren't trying to have that pseudo-positivity. But I would say, I believe it is an all-truths. And that maybe, while it may not make you the strongest person, it definitely helps you to predict a situation because you look at patterns and you're able to discern because you have history on your side. And so, in a lot of ways, I am grateful for my trauma. Isn't that bizarre? I'm grateful for my trauma because my trauma was able to peep me to game that sheltered people wouldn't have been able to see. And so that is a privilege. <laughs> while while the introductory to my trauma may not have happened at an appropriate age because I was too young to understand the dynamic and the way things work and you know you feel like your innocence was taken away a bit. I would say the other side to that is that I'm not now a 29-year-old discovering some things that I should have probably been peeped to (laughs) or I should have probably seen to avoid heartache at this age in life. Because I truly can't imagine having all the things I've been through in life now being introduced to me at this age. I think I think I would have crumbled. <laughs> I would have crumbled. I wouldn't have had the strength. You see, but what has I, what experience has done for me is peep me to patterns so I know what to expect, so I know to eliminate. So sometimes you have to be grateful for In fact, let me not say be grateful for your trauma. But be grateful for life experiences that may have had traumatic components. Because experiences is not or are rather not necessarily all bad. You may have disappointing experiences, but not all are traumatic. And I would never want to encourage somebody to pacify their experience by saying, Oh my gosh, thank God for my trauma. No. Right, I used it in the general term and I, I had it in asterisks, but you can't see my hands doing the little, you know, inverted commas, right? But I am saying, I am saying, be grateful for life experiences that may have had these outcomes because, or, or outcomes, is that <laughs> I can't English properly right now, but um, lack of sleep, <laughs> but yeah, um. Really and truly, be grateful that you are able to have experience on your side. I mean, in a perfect world, everyone will be legit and just be honest human beings. And they won't go around inflicting pain on people. But we're not in a perfect world. 
And so I would never want to shield my child from the real world. A lot of times in families, we tend to think shielding a child from the reality of a situation is best. But I beg to differ. While I think you have to use this discernment to know what is appropriate, because not all things are appropriate for every age, I do feel like you can, quote-unquote, water down certain things, but still give them those words of wisdom to prepare them for the real world and to prepare them for the fact that sometimes you're not going to face these monsters in the world. Sometimes the monsters live right in your home. Sometimes the monsters are that favorite cousin you used to play with. And I think it would help eliminate trauma as well, you know, because we tend to think children aren't smart. Children are very smart. It's just about, as I said, making it palatable for their age. It doesn't mean shielding them from the real. And many times we know that abuse starts in the home. So if it is we we try to make this squeaky clean image of family, as in nothing is wrong, everything is okay, and all of that nonsense, when really it's quite the opposite. This is how these same children are then manipulated to think that they can trust a family member. And that's how they end up being molested. And sometimes they aren't even... And, and oh, trigger warning. Sorry, I didn't give a trigger warning. But even apart from sexual abuse, there are so many other abuses that we don't... Abuses? What? <laughs> there are so many other forms of abuse that we don't speak about. Abuse isn't just limited to what you see physically like sexual abuse, domestic abuse, flogging, or what we say beating and all of that. There are people who can manipulate your mind and control you. There are people who can literally emotionally abuse you. So they haven't lifted a finger, but they know what to do to keep you at a certain state or level mentally where regardless of the stupidness that they may do to you, the things that could really shape your, your personality and, and, and give you all that trauma that you have to unpack. We pardon it because it's not literal. We can't see it. But we know what we feel. We know the moments where we have to second guess certain things. It's like you, you can't really, you don't have tangible evidence, but you know how you feel. You know when that uncle made that statement about how stupid you were we know how that made you feel when that mom said you're so dark and she said it in such a negative tone that that you know you you can't help but wonder why would she say something like that why is she giving you bleaching cream to lighten your skin you know you 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 second guess it because this is your mom. So you're not thinking. And, and also because she is your mom, you trust 
that her heart is in the right place and that she would never tell you something to make you feel bad or to be negative towards something you can't change. You can't help the fact that you were born chocolate skin. But she's bombarding you with talks on getting certain brand name bleaching creams and, and disguising it in bottles and having you rub it on your body and those sorts of things. It happens. Or that sister who is fortunate and she treats you a certain way. She sees the position you are in and, and she doesn't offer to help. But to the public and even to you, she convinces you that she loves you. And and you believe it because of the little things she gives you. But what about the things of substance? You are in need of certain things and she only gives you what you may want or things that you didn't even ask for. But then she constantly boasts about what she has. Humble brag, even. Those are red flags. Or the brother who says he loves you, but he never visits. It's as though he is too good to check up on you. But you are the one that always visit him. You are the one that go the extra mile. And you may not even be in a position to go the extra mile, but you do it anyway. While they don't reciprocate, that's a red flag. You see, deities, because the thing about it is non-reciprocal energy, meaning you don't get the energy, you don't get that love you give. You don't get you don't get back the things you give, and not even material things, just your energy. If it's not reciprocated, I think that's toxic. And in certain cases, it will be a form of abuse. Because they are never going to tell you, stop, give them all the love and the attention and the things that they need. But they're not going to give it to you either. Those are vampires. Energy vampires are real. And they often have your own blood running in their veins. So yeah, there are the obvious red flags like abuse and stuff that we often talk about when it comes to family. But we don't talk about the subtle things. Like the fact that they will help you, quote unquote, but when it matters most, they vanish. And you are conflicted because you're saying... They helped me all the time. But when you think of the moments they did help you, think of how much substance it was. Was it for your needs? Was it to help you really elevate? Or was it just to give you just enough to keep you coming back? So that they can have a narrative to tell in the end, either in the form of family members or to be reproachful to you. Because really and truly, it's the consistency for me or the lack thereof. And so we need to be aware of it. We need to be self-aware. We need to be aware of the things that we give and look at the things we receive. Yes, you do it out of love. And you're not doing tit for tat. But oftentimes we give and we don't realize it's one-sided in the name of love and family. So we're sort of mixing up the two. We're, in this episode, we're discussing red flags and family. And we're also discussing... Looking at your experiences from a different perspective, even the ones that were traumatic. 
I know I said it earlier on, but I, I want to rephrase. I want you to be grateful for your experiences. Not the trauma per se, but the experiences, not the result. Because your experiences were able to really peep you to game. And if we were to switch from, you know, being able to see the pattern with family and knowing how to navigate, you can apply that even to just general life. Because of your life experiences, even though it may seem bizarre to other people, you know what works for you and you know what helps keep you sane. And a lot of people who tend to think, you know, they're so in control of their lives and they don't care about what people think, oftentimes it's quite the opposite. Because if they didn't, then when certain things happen, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be hard for them to know how to position themselves. A lot of times we take bullshit from people because of external forces, how it will look, who they are to us, and all these other things. When really sometimes the best thing is to have that harsh boundary where you just don't speak to them again. Because the thing about it is, even though deity, even though you would like them to change, it is proven that most people don't. Because it takes a lot of unpacking. Deities, you need to understand. You see what you are doing here? Doing your shadow work with me, listening so you can do your own shadow work on your own. It takes a lot of courage to do. And it takes a lot of privilege to do it. Maybe you would have been in a space where that type of thing is a norm. You know, you would have come out of an environment where or left an environment in my case where you were able to really broaden your horizon and your perspectives and interact with different people and so you were able to actively try to be a better you and this is something we don't always talk about how your experiences and the things you learn from them are often shaped by literally where you live I always say if I hadn't leave my hometown there are certain notions I had just a decade ago I would have still had with me if I did not leave that space because that space is filled with a very specific type of upbringing and that upbringing is one on survival on toxic masculinity because a lot of dads weren't present in men's lives or, or children's lives generally because women are affected as well you know Whereas if you go to somewhere else where it's probably the family dynamic is a lot, quote unquote, more stable, where there's that equal support, where there's that strong um, matriarch or patriarchal figure there to guide as elders, you know, do with our ancestors or did with our ancestors. We had a lot of elders in society that helped our ancestors navigate life. It literally took a village to raise a child. And so that does not always be the case, especially in, in certain areas. And there are a lot of external factors that contribute to that, you know, including capitalism and all these different things that we're not going to tie into this episode. But all in all, even that factor or those factors aren't your fault because you can't help where you come from. Your parents met up, they did what they did as adults 
and they decided that was the best space they could have raised you or sometimes they didn't have a choice and so you just were given the task the undue task of trying to make sense of where you are from and if it's really conducive to your growth but I always say the best experience is really leaving where you are familiar because familiarity means that you could be comfortable in your toxicity so when I went north of the highway and I was able to meet different people and I socialized in college and and was able to broaden my horizon even if I didn't want it to I had no choice but to change my perspective on certain things and oftentimes yes ignorance can get in the way of that some people even though they change their location they still stay the same at core I think that's really less than more whether people admit it or not leaving your space can really help you unpack and it, it because it puts you in an uncomfortable position where you're not able and I say uncomfortable in the sense of unfamiliarity you know it puts you in a space where you have no choice but to discern from fresh lens because you don't have the comfort of the same narrative being said around you all the time so be it church be it family be it friends the guys on the corner your homegirls on the netball court um yeah you're away from all of that so now you are able to not have those distractions and that comfort zone where you continue the same toxic narrative that's why when my friends speak to me about certain things i'm almost able to know okay did this person ever leave home did they ever really leave their district did they and most times the answer is no so yeah so it's really an interesting thing but i know i spoke a lot in this episode already and um i don't want to keep you any longer and quite frankly i'm a bit tired (laughs) because it's been a week and a morning i didn't get much rest um but yeah you know really and truly we have to look at our perspective from a different lens it's okay to acknowledge that experiences rather than perspectives it's okay to admit yes i had some shitty experiences and they were traumatic and they resulted in trauma but amidst the trauma when you put it to the side a little bit just for a second because you shouldn't put it to the side you should own what you have been through that's the only way you will unpack when you do that temporarily really look at what is the privilege in the situation because it's one thing to have a bad experience because you didn't know but now you have knowledge so you are able to really just peep the scenes as we see in Trinidad peep game right and smile because this has been done before life is really nothing but a rerun life is nothing but a rerun and so if you pay attention to these signs and you you reflect on your experiences it's not that you're dwelling in the past is that you are able to really have that reminder from your history of what to expect because patterns never change they they seldom don't that's why we are able to know certain personality disorders and so on because behavior the patterns the behavior of that person and 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 those situations the 
things that happen, the sequence sometimes, it really, truly prepares you to know what to expect next. And while you may not have tangible, tangible evidence, and this is another point I want to make before I go, never, ever, ever give up on your intuition. You're not crazy, right? You're, you're not being paranoid. We feel things, vibrations and frequencies. It's a real thing. We feel things because we are what? Demigods and demigoddesses. So our spirit, our third eye, as they say, all of the of the pseudo-spiritualists and even regular spiritual people, even the people who aren't pretending, there is really something that is considered sight beyond sight. And it's because of the fact that you are a spiritual being having an earthly experience in an earthly vessel. So there may not have been the outright tell of what a person, a family member thinks or feel about you. But in your spirit, it wasn't settled. Once your spirit is unsettled, it doesn't take long after before the physical thing happens or or that shitted the fan moment happens and so you really need to sit back and watch it played out because you know why you have experience on your side so oftentimes when people put you in a box or they label you as bitter you know there are some people who they say oh she's always negative or she's always bitter you know that could be slightly true but you don't be bitter because you want to be bitter. It, it takes a lot to really be angry every day when you wake up. There are things that happen in your life that cause you to be that way. And even though you, you should probably try to unpack that to not have that heavy energy. Your heavy energy is also very valid. You didn't have the luxury of playing pretend about shit. Because you did not have that privilege to know that somebody is going to handle it. If you can't, there's another option, you know. And so, sad to say, even though I am an empath and I do have my boundaries and some people get the harsh boundaries, right? I use this earnment to teach me which I should use according to who. But I just feel like when it's too close to home, I, I don't have I don't have the patience um, or care to exhaust those possibilities because I feel like as family, you should just be family. You should you should be loving. That's the default. So if that isn't the default, I, I often don't look for much change because I, I, I don't believe that people change for the most part, you know. Or at least overnight, especially of a certain age. And there are a lot of factors as to why people won't change. Eh? But we'll talk about that in another episode. But in conclusion, I want you all to really use discernment. Trust your intuition. Trust what you feel even before you see a change. Pay attention. And this doesn't mean you have to be anxious and aware and think that everybody is out to get you. But if your spirit isn't settled then it means that there is a reason and your body is already preparing for that reason to unfold. So deities, this is Goddess Latoya saying, trust your intuition, 
and use your experience to disown familial red flags. Thank you.